Dama Nerds. We're back again with episode 48. And funny enough, I look at the clock and it's 7.48. And it's just meant to be. 7.48 p.m. April 5th, the 14th year of Sander. Always with my good buddy, MJ. What's up, MJ? Yo, 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 nerds. I'm super excited about this one. As in every episode, 4-8. Uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, Rod, 14th year of Sander. Totally dropped the ball. If you listen two episodes yeah. ago when we were talking with the GT Optics gang mm. crew, um, posse, whatever you want to say. Nobody says posse anymore. Squad um, posse. Yeah. <laughs> I totally <laughs> was saying like, we should focus on it. Cause like I dropped the ball last year and we, I, sh- I want to like really make it a thing, like make a hashtag out of it, have everyone do clips from his edits and I'm sorry, it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so I got well, another year to try for that one. But in any case, yeah. it is 14th year of Sander. A lot of people yes, don't know yes. what that is. If you don't know. Ask another nerd because they might know. And if you don't, then keep on listening because yeah. it's like it's going to be like a, a secret. secret. Unless you're a real nerd. Unless you're a real and nerd. Speak, speaking of nerds, you know, there's the two of us nerds who are always hanging out in the studio. But we are not only the double barrel shotgun that is the Dama nerds today. We have one more barrel locked and loaded on this here shotgun oh, with yeah. our third nerd in the barrel. What's up, Haley Bischoff? Bischoff. How you doing? Thank you guys so much for having me as the third nerd. I hey. am so honored to be here and help with the the female series of Dom Nerds. Yes. Yeah, it's an honor yes. to have you, right. as always. Reviving the click-clack emptiness yeah. in you that has been hiding. You've been put in the corner for a while. <laughs> Coming back strong. Oh, yeah. And well, since we got the third nerd, Haley, how would you like to introduce our guest for this episode? Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was going to be put on the spot for such an important introduction, but we have another female from the community who's um, come up quite a lot in the last two years or so, I would say. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. but um, Litsa, and your last name is always hard for me to pronounce, but Kamatsubara. perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, Lisa, thank you for joining us all the way from New Zealand. But good thing about uh, one good thing about COVID is that it's created places like this, applications like this, where we can all connect even more. Hell, there's even like Kendama events being all done through this magical thing called Zoom and the internet. So, hey, we can we just hang out. You're in a different season. Which is a whole yes. other type of thing, which I my <laughs> mind is always like, man, that's crazy. When you talk about like summertime in February, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> my correct. mind does not commute, but but still, this is going to be a good one. Super excited to have you on the show. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go deep there now. I always do a little espionage, a little little spying whenever uh, guests come on the nerds episode, and I went deep in. <laughs> Learning about you, Lisa. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, double O nerd. <laughs> How deep did you die? Here we go. Okay, so so of, of course I found your website. Oh, no. Okay. No, come on. Oh, no. You have it's so it. outdated. I know, because if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, you'll see that it's like register mark like 2014. I was like, damn, Lisa. Been, uh, <laughs> I'm this one on the shelf for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> could use a revamp but yeah, but possibly. still found a lot of cool stuff and of course you did uh the interview um with adam mm-hmm. on the review yeah, i think a, it was last was year right right was it last year oh i yeah. don't even know i can't even keep up with the years 
Exactly. It, it, no, yeah. Since COVID happened, like it feels like I don't even think 2020 happened. Everyone was so excited yeah, for it. So. And like I look back it was a blur. on it. It was. You know, yeah, it's funny. They say 2020 hindsight, you know, but, but I, don't no. know about, I don't know about for this 2020. <laughs> yeah. It was just negative. There was nothing there. It was it sounds 2020, but it was still uh, something that, you know, a, a good interview that I saw with you. And you talked a lot about juggling and your influence from that and, and your birth into or re- kind of reconnecting to Kendama. Uh, because, of course, you're you're Japanese and you have plenty of, um, I guess, what, are you first generation in New Zealand? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you still have a lot of like deep roots connecting mm-hmm. there so mm-hmm. you had a you had an old school like a tourist kendama at yeah your place. i actually have it with me right now <laughs> like this one. Oh, yeah oh damn yeah. <laughs> that's a good one that's a definitely shaped dama classic, classic. but that bevel is definitely like 20 30 size bevel <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh, oh damn <laughs> look at that bevel <laughs> <laughs> That's why the Thomas is so big. You got to make room for that bevel. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly bev. <laughs> but it's a very classic one that you can see. It is, like you said, uh, very difficult to use. And that's pretty yes. much what turned you off from Kendama. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. Like it was lying around or play with it occasionally. But I thought that was just it. Cups and spike. And right. it wasn't that interesting to me. And yeah. That it was just sitting yeah. there the whole like, time. All right, sweet. I don't really care. Nobody else cares. The family mm-hmm. doesn't know about it. It's just like a, nope. a prop to prove like it's like the ink on the honko. Like I'm Japanese <laughs> yes. certified. <laughs> we have a kingdom in the house. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I think that happens to a lot of people. Like with, when we talked with um, Keith Matsumura, he also had, that was the same story where, same you know, thing. yeah. yeah. He comes, he's got relatives in Japan. He's half Japanese and they just had a kendama. He didn't even know about it until Matt Ballard was like, hey, look at this thing called kendama. He's like, I think I've seen that before. Deja vu. <laughs> and yeah, he pulled one out of his closet. Or and it was similar like yours, Lisa, uh, tourist yeah, yeah. style, because those are the common ones that you would find compared to other like TKs or Ozoras from mm-hmm. back in the day. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was very interesting to see that. Um, but of course, everybody knows you. I think, at least in the Kendama community, everyone who's listening learned about you because you were such a progressive, amazing Kendama juggler, juggling, incorporating juggle tricks into your Kendama play, right? <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. And like, that's like personally, when I saw a lot of uh, companies and other people share your stuff or just have you pop up on the feed because the algorithm liked all your hits in the comments. um, I was like, man, wow, like this person is really good. I'm like, where is she from? Because I thought you were maybe in Japan. And I was like, well, I haven't seen this person before. But then I I continued to search. I was like, well, like she's just amazing at juggles. And that's one thing as many old school players as I am an old head in the game, juggling is not our forte. You could say, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know? can say, yeah, yeah. you can say. So I realized like how amazing you are at juggling. And I was like, man, that's just wow. But then I noticed the cheat that you have is the background oh, yeah. of juggling. Yes. Oh, okay. The cheat. <laughs> the cheat. <laughs> It's always the felt cheat. like it though, honestly. Like people will be like freaking out, and I'm like, 
actually I've been juggling for this many years. So yeah. 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 How it's many years usually, is that? I've been juggling for over 14 years now. Long Damn. time now. Because yeah, I was gonna say I did a little double O nerd mission of my own. Yeah, and went back in your Instagram, and I I went to, I went to see like when your Kendama Instagram started and when your juggling Instagram started, and I was like, I think the first couple posts on your juggling Instagram is like 2014 or something, and you're juggling seven balls. So I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like she obviously played before 2014. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm I'm over here. I've been trying to teach myself five balls for like two years, and I'm still fucking. Oh, five. So upset tough. about it, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, because yeah. Uh, to go back, let's let's just go, everyone, and so all the nerds don't have to look up the Lisa Komatsubara Lisa Juggler website. Let's just I'll just read for everyone. Yeah, nobody needs to go to that website. <laughs> I'll just read the intro. Born and raised. Like, Wait, so did I made one once in high school or something? <laughs> Right, because, yeah, 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 yeah. If everyone remembers from the review, you started, like, young, what, like, 17, you started, like, kind of getting gigs. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, I was okay. at school and just, like, doing gigs and just continued on. On that oh, website, man. I follow a list of all your shows, too, and there are a lot. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> just, just some of the highlights. Yeah. That's not even all of them. Oh, yeah. you don't know like all the weird little gigs that I did <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> what was like the weirdest one? I want like a weird juggling gig story. It was like the weird, weird one was I got hired to be in like this corporate meeting where this guy was trying to um, present this new product and he wanted to talk, like create this whole story of like, Oh, how can you juggle work and do this? And was talking about, oh, you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes. And while he was talking about this, I was hired to just stand next to him and juggle when he talked about this and then drop, said, you're going to make mistakes. And <laughs> just, yeah. And that was, that was my gig. That's hilarious. <laughs> it paid well though. <laughs> It was I was gonna say I bet it paid well. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome. I mean, I would juggle behind the dude in a boardroom for some cash. Why not? Dude, I feel like I'm picturing some scene from The Office where like Michael Scott is giving a presentation and it's <laughs> yeah. happening, and everyone's like, "Why?" <laughs> I mean, that was that was a, a good premise. I think funny, interesting idea to make it visual instead of just a guy talking on you know on the yeah. podium. All right, all right. Well, let's let's just go back really quickly because uh, in this episode, I definitely want you, Lisa, to talk more about maybe other things that you haven't touched upon. So, say for the review, of course, it was just a lot about how you got into juggling, uh, and then how you transitioned kendama, and then the builds, the different crossings of the two skills. Um, But just to give everyone a backstory, instead of of course, go back and listen to the review of that episode. But let's again, uh, let me read the um, the about Lisa page. Is everyone oh, ready? No. Everyone oh, ready? No. <laughs> sip a coffee right before. Okay, here we go. Born and raised in Auckland, New Zealand, Lisa has been a circus fan since the age of five. When she went to the circus that visited her hometown, five. Everyone, think about when you first went to the circus. Let me just put that out there. Any case, at the age of ten, she decided she wants to learn 
a circus act. So she picked up some mini bean bags and tried out juggling. After a few hours of practice, she juggled three balls for the first time. Hours of juggling at the age of 10. Nice. Oh, that's pretty intense because I remember when I finally unlocked three, <laughs> that was like after um, years, not hours, years of just doing the stupid like crossover <laughs> with just two. And then continues. Yeah. After a few months of practicing up to five balls, she decided to practice with other props and become a juggler. Lisa is the only female in New Zealand who can juggle up to five clubs. Now, is this something that you Damn. titled yourself? I So this is funny. I had no idea of this fact until one day a friend of mine just messaged me. Hey, did you know you're like the only one who is a female who does? And I'm like, oh, I am? She's like, yep. And back then, I didn't really, because I was still young and didn't have gigs, she was telling me how I could use that as like a selling point to get gigs. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, nowadays, I don't necessarily need that. It's still a cool thing. Is it still true that you're dealing with that? But the level of juggling New Zealand has risen, so I'm not too sure at the moment. There are occasionally some like hidden jugglers that we don't even know about so i'm not yeah. too sure but oh. i know you know they'll be exciting if there are like heaps more <laughs> yeah every time you like find a trick people are always like oh it's a new trick or something something like oh i like i'm the first to do this or whatever i always like to think that you know somebody's probably out there that doesn't post on instagram that's doing it <laughs> you know what yeah, i yeah. mean like there just has to be I don't know. Not to say that you're like, you're not the only one. I have no idea, but that's just like usually the way I think about those kinds of things. Yeah. It's yeah. Always, I think the same as well. And it's, it's, and it, will, it will be exciting if there is like other people. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then it just finishes off saying that you were the first person from New Zealand to be, or woman juggler from New Zealand to be perform and it Las Vegas. You were invited there. And this was when you were 17 years old. You must have yeah. been like a child prodigy in some sorts. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Right? Whenever I went to like juggling festivals, I was always like the youngest one. And when I remember when I first went to my uh, first ever juggling festival in New Zealand, um, people were like, who is this little girl just juggling in the corner by herself? Yeah. <laughs> and like for like a few years, it was always me, like this little kid. Um, just juggling and people are like what what's going on like who is this <laughs> just every year there's just more things flying in the air in that corner <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that, that trip makes- to vegas was like my first time traveling anywhere by myself and even going to the states actually so i was freaking out I, I just finished high school or i was finishing up and i was already planning this trip while I was at school and it, it was like this insane experience, but I'm so grateful for it that, cause that got me really into traveling. And since then I've just loved traveling overseas to festivals. And like, that's why I'll go to any Dharma event if there is any like opportunities and yeah, I really miss that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Right. Do you remember where in Vegas you performed? Yeah, um, it was at the Riviera. So it was part of a juggling convention. And oh, okay. I, I got invited to perform in the showcase that they were running. But I awesome. go to Vegas quite often, actually. Um, yeah. 
they they have a juggling convention there often. So it's always around like Riviera. Oh, but although that's gone now. Uh, since then, it's been at the Rio. Um, but most years, I used to go to Vegas, like at least once or every two years. Mm-hmm. And then you came back for your first Dama event in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Open. And you actually won the Open. Dama <laughs> <laughs> right. event, right? Um, uh, everyone's smiling, yes. laughing, slapping, and giggling about how Lisa <laughs> just took her first comp. <laughs> uh, yeah. So also when you came to Las Vegas, it was your first Kendama event in 2019 for the all girls Kendama open. And you that is correct. Fun. Yeah. That, oh, it was insane. Like, honestly, it was just such a crazy experience. Everything's kind of like a blur to me. So I'm, I'm so glad that um, Karen made that documentary, like the whole, documentation of the whole trip because so many things that I'd forgotten because I was just in a whole rush just like experiencing everything right yeah one of my favorite memories from that trip so little story you might know which one I'm gonna tell but we were all at my place with Carolina having brunch it was like a whole group of a bunch of the girls that was there um and Karen made a video so you should definitely check it out on YouTube it's like their whole trip but I think this part was featured in the video um, Lisa was trying to learn her first wing and we literally had like eight people surrounding her with cell phones from every single angle, like waiting for her to just hit the wing to spike. And she finally got it and everyone just completely lost it and went crazy. And then <laughs> I realized too, in your all girls Kendama video contest entry, you did juggle to wing. So just Whoa. in that little time, you completely leveled up. <laughs> um, but it was it was so fun just like the hype and the excitement around you getting your first wing to spy yeah everyone that was it was awesome. great and yeah. i remember we were like late to leave as well but everyone was like no you gotta get the wing first <laughs> so as soon as i left we were like okay it's time to go <laughs> yeah yeah classic so, kendama players when they say just one more that means yeah. like at least like 30 more <laughs> yeah yeah just one more hour maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> minute, but it was so worth it it was so fun yeah definitely mm-hmm. how was that yeah. when you, when you took that did you feel like like hell yeah motherfuckers or were you like damn like do i deserve this i kind of just like destroyed i am a professional juggler by the way like <laughs> you know was it was it like real real talk like was there a little bit of that feeling in there or were you just like Booyah, like destroyed. What, the wing or the comp? The comp, sorry. The, okay, <laughs> well, we can do both. I'm sure you, I'm sure you were so st- stoked about the wing. I was going to say, I think comp. it's obvious that you did crush the wing. There's, yeah. I don't know if there's any questioning about that. Comp, oh, I don't know. Because the tricks, the trick list was gnarly. Like so many of the tricks in that list. I'd never done before. I'm pretty sure I could only do like a quarter of the list Whoa. when you released it. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a grind to practice for this comp. And I was like, determined, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the challenge. And so I remember practicing so much and I was just like, am I even going to be able to do anything? And I, you know, I've heard a, a lot about like getting nervous 
on stage or like in a comp. And I wasn't sure how I was going to be because I'm used to being performing in front of people and I don't get nervous or like I can stand on a stage in front of like thousands of people and I'll be fine. But with Dharma, it just felt different. So I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to get the shakes or am I just going to like completely forget everything that I just learned? And so when I did like take the win, I was genuinely surprised actually. I, I really didn't know what to expect. And of course I was <laughs> up against Steph. So I, I was like freaking out as well. Cause like, I know how good <laughs> Steph is. Um, but yeah, I think in that video, you can see my reaction as well. I just couldn't believe it. And like, took me a second to like realize that it actually happened. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, really, really stoked. And, and maybe that might have been like a kind of almost like a helpful part that you were up against Steph because that was after you came to Japan, right? When we met for the yeah, first time. Yeah. And I remember it seemed like you two bonded pretty well. Like you were traveling a lot throughout Japan. So going up against her, you were probably just like, Psh, like what? Like, yeah, I know you're good, but like it's like almost like a, a buddy vibe where yeah. maybe there was some pressure dropped off. It definitely helped me relax a bit. Like right. before the comp, I was kind of like nervous, but knowing that everyone that I was competing against were just my friends really yeah. helped me calm down and knowing Steph as well. Yeah. And also like before the comp, we practiced together as well. So that definitely helped. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was fun. Like no matter what happened, I was just so happy to be there. Like I wasn't really like, thinking about I have to win, I have to win. Just being the last two was exciting and just meeting everyone at the event that was already a highlight. So I I didn't feel like a whole lot of pressure, which was great, but I also wanted to like make sure I did my best. Do you feel like there's a difference between how nervous you were? Like, let's say you were in that exact situation, the girls comp. Versus like on stage at NAKO, do you feel like you would have felt more nervous at that comp or was it more relaxed because it was like the all girls kendama open or was it just because you were against Steph, a friend? Um, so I've never, because I've never been to like NAKO, I'm not too sure, but I can imagine it would have felt more like, um, not daunting, but like kind of, yeah, a whole lot more pressure. And um, just the whole intimate vibe that we had at the girls' event helped me a lot. And um, everyone just was just stoked. Like, no matter what, even if you miss, everyone just, like, so hyped. And that definitely helped a lot. And, of course, Steph, Steph being Steph, she's great. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that everyone will learn to, uh, as the Kendama events get bigger and more people go, the venues are going to get bigger um, unless we're talking about now and whatever the future holds, who knows conspiracy theories talking about that and <laughs> what the world's going to end up to be like, but definitely having it a tight knit group, as we all know, like when you first started Kendama or maybe even in New Zealand with you, uh, Lisa, that there's not a, such a huge crowd. And when you do meetups, you pretty much know like 90% of the people and just like 10% are like new faces here and there, but it's yeah, such a, a relaxing vibe where you don't care at the end. Like maybe there's some people who are competitive, but in the end it's like, whatever, like, okay, you won this time. Like I'll get you back like next week when we have another one. 
And it's, it's just a great way to get used to and kind of almost like training to per- perform or play in front of other people. So yeah, when yeah. you're, you're ready for like a, an actual comp that with all the bright lights and maybe there's like media there or something, but like you said, your past of being a juggler mm-hmm. since 17 or whatever, finishing school up and just going down the path of, I want to be a juggler. Like that's a performer. Like that's my, my role. And that's my dream. I've seen pictures of you again, going back to that awesome website, circuit 2014 <laughs> <laughs> juggling, juggling. Have you guys seen this? Did you check it out? Juggling big ass, yeah, like crocodile Dundee knives. <laughs> oh shit. There were like five of them. And you were on like a balance board at the same time, or maybe not five. Oh yeah. 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 Three. Three. <laughs> three. Okay. Still, I'll just do one in my kitchen. That's good enough for me. You know, <laughs> Side note, have you ever thought about entering America's Got Talent or like if New Zealand has a version of that? Would you ever do a show like that? It's interesting. A lot of people ask this, but uh, I know too much about what goes on in those shows that it's not really appealing to me. I do have a few friends who have tried, but it just always ended up being, you know, a singer or someone with a, you know, inspiring story. So Juggling, yeah. you could, if you perform it well, if you plan something really good that maybe a video that could go viral, that can really like benefit your career just to get exposure. But if you, you know, if it's risky, like juggling, a single drop may not be much to jugglers, but to a non-juggler, that's like failing right. like everything. So that's yeah, why it's 100%. a big risk. So. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, so mm. it's not really something that I'll be interested in. Hmm. So that's fair. Welcome. I was going to ask yeah. too, actually, uh, if uh, if you've done any like I know juggling has competitions and whatnot, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, but have you ever done any juggling competitions as well? Yeah, so there's multiple types of juggling competitions. There's like the sports side where it's kind of like kendama, where you like score points for like tricks you do or. There's also the performing side where you create mm-hmm. a routine and present it. So I'm more leaning towards performing side. So mm-hmm. I've done competitions where I perform a routine that I create. And um, yeah, I did. The last one I did was 2020, 2020, just before COVID. Like that was my oh, last one, last big comp. And um, how'd you do? I. I did great. Um, it was like a, um, it was part of the IJA, so International Jugglers Association. Yeah. Um, they were doing like a global competition where from each region there's a, there's a one winner. And so I entered for the Oceania region and I took first. So I took first for that region. Wow. And so in nice. 20... This year, actually, this year was supposed to be all the finalists from each region all around the world to compete in one big comp in Mexico. But oh, I don't think that yeah. will be happening this year. It was supposed to be happening like mid this year, but I have no mm. word on if that's happening or not, even if it is online or I don't know. Fair enough. Mm. Um, so we've talked before about how like, Kendama is basically like pretty male dominated 
in just overall is juggle. Do you find juggling to be that way as well? Or is it pretty like 50, 50? Oh, Kendama and juggling community is like very similar. Like Mm -hmm. just, just the same, actually. Like we do have like groups, like a girls group where we try to like highlight girls in the community and like try to um, grow the community. And, you know, there's, all these problems or things that needs to be worked on. And yeah, it's pretty much the same actually. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So is there any like, uh, so one recent one that always sticks out to me because it was highlighted in so many places was when there were three women who joined the sweets team, I think again with years, when was that now guys? Like two years ago? Oh, well last year. Yeah. 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 Uh, and there was a <laughs> bit of controversy with some people who didn't think they deserve the spot and people explaining, like, it's not all about just being the best player. Um, so are, are there things like that within juggling too, where there's not controversy, but like not, backlash. yeah, kind of backlash. Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Negative Definitely comments. does happen when like a female juggler does get highlighted they doubt their abilities or, you know, it, it, it's common. It's sad, but common. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, where's that IJA uh, from? Is it European based? Uh, Is it like a headquarters? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So the festival actually happens in the States and um, each year it's in a different state. So I've been to the festivals mm. a few times now as well. All right. All right. Because I was about to say, yeah, if it, if it was like connected with Japan, because we know there's a lot of uh, negative <laughs> looks upon women in Japan and just like holding them down, like for the longest fucking time. Like, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. It's really bad. Like it, so many like old dudes still continue to think like the job of the woman is to stay home, take care of the kids because like uh, like a, a housewife is still like a term of occupancy like that's what you do or and the guy's supposed to go work ridiculous hours like never see his family because he's just working all the time and like like that's it and he makes the money like that is such a normal way to see uh, or how many japanese people especially older generations see that and it just sucks and it's so sad to see and it's so frustrating it's just outdated. Like yeah. I remember yeah. my first trip to Japan was in 2014 for world cup, like the first world cup. And, um, I was, we were, I had to forget exactly where we were staying, but they wanted to make a guy and girl separate room. Like I wasn't technically supposed to stay in the room with my team. Cause I went like, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. fuck that. Like I want to hang out with my friends. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that, was that when you made your bed in the closet? <laughs> in a closet above your <laughs> yeah that that was that That's was Tomotsu's house wasn't it, it oh was, nice oh, no that was Tomotsu's house but I that wasn't where like they wanted us to be separate I don't think it was at a hostel or something okay. oh yeah his parents cared but um I did sleep in a no. on that trip I forgot about that but yeah um, I've slept in that closet before it's a good closet <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good closet <laughs> it's it's outdated to think that way and that is totally something i noticed about japan and there's so many things i love and respect about japanese culture but that i don't know it's just Mm -hmm. it's so surprising 
like I think for most people, because everyone has the image of Japan being like so forward with all the technology and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah once you like be here well, for any technology. a little bit, yeah, <laughs> well, true, but like still like ways of thinking because dude, technology, um, yeah. I think just within the past, maybe like three years, it finally became a law to have uh, ACs, air conditioning in schools all over Japan because before there was nothing. <laughs> and with like the wow. heat in in the summertime like people die it's it hot kids yeah. and old elderly are dying from heat stroke like on the regular in summer here and like that was just a thing before they just had like fans like they just open the window and turn on the fans <laughs> that don't do shit when it's so oh, humid yeah. i did a lot of performances in schools with no fucking ac i yeah. feel yeah I feel. <laughs> yeah and like just yeah that's how it is or or like the the government finally being like we got to get rid of fax machines because they're still using faxes. <laughs> yeah, that shit blows my Dude. mind. Why? <laughs> what? Why would you put yourself through such fucking agony? <laughs> Just the sound of it alone. The beep, 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 like, fuck <laughs> off. It's get it out of there. <laughs> right, God right. Damn it. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm, so to kind of like come, come back over here to, uh, to Lisa, to your story. Now you your mother and father are Japanese. Like you said, your first generation, how did they take your love and passion for juggling? Did they, were they like, I don't know about this for my daughter. This might not be a good path. Or were they fully supportive? I know they, they brought you to the circus like almost every weekend when you were a kid. So I'm guessing they were supportive. Yeah. So I'm, I've been very lucky, honestly. Um, They've been so supportive. As soon as I found out that I love the circus, you know, just like you said, they took me to the circus like every weekend and we followed them around. Like if it wasn't too far away and you were like you a know, deadhead just, with a grateful dead, like just following this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like they knew that it made me really happy and I loved it. So that's what they wanted. You know, that's all they wanted, wanted me to be happy doing what I wanted to do. Um, and then they didn't really push me to do, like, you know, the typical studying or anything. Mm. I actually didn't go to college or anything, uni or anything, because I knew juggling is what I wanted to do. And as soon as I, like, started working as well, like, actually getting gigs while I was still in high school, like, they could see that I could support myself. So, mm. you yeah. know. They, is it yeah. a full-time job? Like, is, do you only do shows for a living or do you do anything else on the side? I used to just the performing, like, so when I transitioned from, like, high school and after high school, I just continued full-time for a bit. Um, but then at a point, just working, doing juggling started stressing me about or stressing me out about money and having to take gigs that I didn't want to do. And I was slowly starting to lose passion. Mm. So... That's why I started like just having a regular job as well. So I do both at the you know part time. Whenever there's gigs around, I'll do a gig. Um, I've got a good balance at the moment. So you're not only good at like right. juggling balls and clubs, but you can juggle your lifestyle, work. Yeah, passion. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You need need me to demonstrate as well as you. Yeah. I was say yeah, that. I was trying to think of one of those. Yeah, it's like nobody tell her to drop it. Nobody tell her to drop it. Oh man, 
Exactly. I think it's hard when like you are passionate about something, but doing it so often, even though you love it, can totally burn you out. I think that can happen mm. with anything. So 100 percent Yeah, definitely. Have multiple things that you do or multiple hobbies or passions or jobs, but yeah. No, I also feel like I did live that time as well where I could keep pushing and doing juggling. But then, you know, only to like a certain point. Well, depending on um, the person and what you like to do. But for me, I feel like I got to live that grind, you know, yeah. just hustling from juggling. So I'm happy with what I got to experience. And now I'm, you know, like happy with just doing whatever comes my way instead of like constantly looking for juggling work. Mm-hmm. And now like my passion switched to like traveling. So that's like, you know, if I work other jobs you know i can save up and travel because that's where like a lot of my like happiness comes from traveling meeting people and performing over there and like now that i have dharma as well more reasons to travel and like my um vegas trip to agko that was actually for dharma and juggling the following weekend was a juggling convention so i got two nice two events (laughs) in one trip so that really worked out yeah, that's awesome. You got to do that too at a young age. Cause I feel like so many people love something like they're passionate about skateboarding or whatever, but they don't actually get to live out like the dream of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think you're so lucky, obviously talented too, cause you made it happen for yourself, but mm-hmm. super lucky Thanks. that you got to have that experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So I have a question for you, Lisa. Do you ever fuck with like the string list, like two Tama, one Ken, like juggling kind of shit? <laughs> Honestly, surprisingly, I don't as much. I feel like I, I feel like, like you destroy it. Yeah, I could, but I <laughs> maybe Just make make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep juggling and Kendama separate because oh, yeah. at what at, this, this is what I was thinking because I don't know at what point is this too easy for me for kendama or too hard you know like it kind of blends in too much mm, that's why I see what you're saying when i'm doing too many juggling tricks or when i'm like posting a trick i'm like is this is this like am i really satisfied with what i'm doing am i fulfilled with the challenges because juggling is like my warm-up trick whenever i pick up the kendama i'll just pick it up mm. juggle it so sometimes I'm just like, I need to push myself, you know, do something mm. that I feel uncomfortable with. So that's why with stringless, it's, it just turns into juggling, you know. It's not yeah. a kendama now. It's just two objects that I can juggle. So that's mm. why I like to keep it separate. But if I'm performing like a kendama uh, act, then I'll do stringless and juggle it on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, yeah. Oh, go ahead, MJ. I was just saying it's uh it's similar or it is pretty much juggling. And for the commoner, they know that much more than they do kendama. So it would please them in that way. They know like, oh, there's that person's juggling those two objects. Because it could be whatever any kind of object, they don't care, but they notice then they know they know that skill compared to a kendama when you're doing taps or instas or birds so like i don't know oh what's that yeah 
I think so too. Like with your tricks, when I watch your tricks on Instagram, like you are a relatively new Dama player, but mm. you seem like you've been playing for so long because it looks so natural when you juggle. Yeah. But I can I can tell <laughs> this in a bad way, but I can tell when you're really trying to lace a trick when you're doing like a lunar line or a stall line or something that's like not the thing that feels most natural to you. I'm like, oh, she definitely worked really hard to lace that trick you know oh that's also the hair like i don't know i feel like you've been playing forever just because of how smooth and consistent and everything is like we're opposite i can't juggle for shit <laughs> but Wait, your juggle <laughs> game like has been really good though i'm really trying but man i <laughs> that's true that's a good segue because uh i i did have that in my notes that was a thing that i learned that um lisa one of the first person that you followed on instagram about kendama was Haley, and you mentioned also that she's a big inspiration for you and i wanted Mm -hmm. to also say you know mention i was like did you watch my shotgun interview with her before where she said the trick that she hates the most is juggling (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Did that just did that just like oh take you down a notch? Like when you see like that really like beautiful person, you're like, wow. And then you see them like pick up a cigarette and you're like, gross. You know? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so it didn't bother like, you. It's like, well, she doesn't no, like juggling. Of course not. Like cool. it doesn't matter what kind of tricks you do, like you can tell when someone is grinding something. And yeah. like mm-hmm. how much you put into it. Absolutely. Nice. So, totally. so that's what you, you felt from Haley's play and her style. Yeah. And also like you, like Haley, you have your own style, which I like. It's just like everything's so quick and like polished. That's what I really like. I didn't Thank like you. look at Haley and think, oh, I want to juggle like Haley or anything because like <laughs> we're totally different styles. <laughs> so it's like when I say like, I have favorite players that I take inspiration from. It's sometimes like a whole portion of it or like like a grain of salt that I take from the play style. And I try to like merge it and create a, my own style. Yeah. And, and going back to like your juggle tricks, when we were judging for the All Girls Kendama video contest this year, we were tied up between for the best single banger, like best single trick um, category. It was between you for the first trick in your edit it was like a crazy behind the back juggle trick if you guys have not seen it definitely go watch it and then ayaka who actually won but we mm. were like trying to just like comprehend what you were doing and how you were doing it like so perfectly <laughs> but then we were like you know what no ayaka's is a little bit you yeah. know hard yeah. so your style like we end up giving you different category of course but <laughs> yeah your trick at the beginning of that edit was insane Thank you. Yeah, I really wanted to add, like every year I try to add something that probably hasn't been done. And so that was like the one trick that I thought, oh, I could try this out. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this is kind of like juggling. Like, it's not like impossible to me, but Mm -hmm. I know that Kanama players can appreciate it. So that's why I kind of included that into it. Yeah, you're the only person I've ever seen do that. So, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I think yeah, you t- you definitely have a different mindset. I think it's of course with the juggling background, just like when we see people who are yo-yo players and understand string a lot better, then you can see them really excel with using the string and create new tricks. 
or just looking at it from a different perspective. So that's definitely something that you bring to the table. Yeah, I feel lucky that I can Mm -hmm. have like different views as well. And especially like um, when practicing as well, Mm -hmm. Um, with juggling, you really have to take your time and it really tests your patience. So having that has definitely helped me progress with Kendama. And I know how to like break down tricks and really like work on it. Yeah. Um, Like baby steps. Yeah. Like with Kendama, uh, it feels like there's always like a start and finish with the trick, right? Of course, like the spike is is the finish, but with juggling, it's just catching them all again. Not dropping them. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Or until you drop. So like when you look at my first posts, when I started my Kendama account, you'll never see me spike. I'll do like a line and I mess up and that's it. And I'm like happy about it because yeah. it felt like ending with a spike. Now I see why it's important. But back then I just thought every little progress was something to celebrate. And that's yeah. why I wanted to share. Um, and that was something that I didn't know about Kendama. And someone mentioned, oh, you do realize you have to spike at the end, right? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Oh, so it's not like, wait, I can't just do whatever. Um, yeah, that was like a whole new discovery that I didn't even know about. But I'm yeah. glad that that's left there to see like how I played and how I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, definitely for the seasoned Kendama player, people watching other people's tricks, it's like as if, if you were on a skateboard and you like go for a kickflip. And the board flips, but you don't jump back. You don't get back on the board. It's like, uh, you got you know, yeah. you got to spike it. <laughs> but, but like, like yeah. but with your background, Lisa, you know, you didn't have much contact uh, with the community before when you started. So it's like, yeah, who, who, who knew? No, not at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, pr- I think it's pretty safe to say we all have at least a clip where you don't spike it. I know I have at least one or two. Dude, I spent my first like two years not spiking a kendama. See my point exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spent my two first years fucking Moshkame grip, like Sada grip. Like that's it. I did not try anything else. No Tama, because I had zero right. I knowledge about that. of this. Yeah. So I was just I was mostly doing like hacky sack tricks, like bouncing it off my knee and stuff. And then finally someone was like, Oh, you know you're supposed to spike it? And I was like, bullshit, get the fuck out of here. The beautiful thing about Kendama is like even though you're maybe doing it like quote unquote wrong, like nothing's actually wrong. Yeah. Like, you can literally make it whatever you want. Yeah. Your own yeah. You don't have to spike it. It's probably better and more accepted if you do, but like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to shame you for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. They're, they're, no, people are going to shame you. There's assholes out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a way, I, there's ways to go about it. I suppose. Like if, if you saw, um, there is the the one edit from Edwin in the New Year's contest. He starts it off with like some crazy trick to bird. And then he just like looks at the camera and just drops it. <laughs> just, just to flex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's like, I don't need okay. to show you that. Yeah. Like, okay, Edwin, like, I mean, it's Edwin. So, you know, like the kid's doing some crazy shit. So you're just like already like, holy fuck, he got it to bird. Yeah. And then he does that and you're like, oh, well, fuck you too, dude. All right. <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> sick <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i think my is like the random like you're trying to go to spike but you just big cup it and then like insta off the big cup instead i do that all the time <laughs> oh yeah <Same>. yeah <laughs> right 
goes to uh, just having fun with it. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. Lisa, you were talking about how you want to keep uh, Kendama and juggling separate. And from me, like a music standpoint, I totally dig that. Like when I want to hit listen to my like heavy metal, I want to listen to that. When I want to listen to like <laughs> pop music, I just want to focus on that. So a little similar there. How do you feel when you are watching other people play? Like uh, say, um, do you know like Michi from Japan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he, I don't know if he has any background with juggling because I've only seen him at events like playing Kendama. I've never seen him take out. Uh, I, he does. He does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. When I saw him at an event, he had a suitcase full of shit and he had, he had some juggling balls in there for sure. Yeah. Some clubs. That, that's the mark of a juggler. They bring a, a, a bag, bag the size of <laughs> that, that you can sit on, you know, yeah. <laughs> like a bag yeah. full of toys. Yeah. So how do you feel when you watch his stuff? Are you like, cool? Or are you like, whatever? I enjoy watching like when I'm in Kendama mode, I want to see Kendama tricks. Oh no, I'm always welcome to all styles. I'm happy to see that. Like me saying that I wouldn't do it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy watching because I do I do like watching it because especially be I can do both skills, Kendama and juggling. I know how hard what they're doing is. Yeah. So mm. I can really appreciate it. Yeah. Have you seen Rod juggle, by the way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for the day we juggle together. I know, dude. It almost happened in Japan. I was oh, too broke yeah. to get to fucking Tokyo. <laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> no problem. One I think day I also happen. was, had an event or something. But yeah, yeah anyway, you yeah, did. It, yeah. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I uh, think his his juggling is very interesting. Where he adds a lot of like balancing. Like when you got the clubs rod, you like balance like the bottom to the other bottom, or yeah. you'll incorporate like taps. I mean, that's not like I didn't come up with that, right? Like I saw jugglers doing that before I ever juggled, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is a very kendama like skill set, and then like a yeah. kendama like way of approaching it, kind of thing. Yeah. And that was actually one of the first things I ever did, like hanging out with Lucas Adverse in the old Terra shop. I He said, I forget how it came up, but it was something to do with, yeah, like the balancing the club on the other club and then like tap, tap, like two tap back to that. And I was like, I bet you I could do that. I ended up doing it and we filmed it. And it was it was just like, I don't think I was even juggling for, like, I don't even know if I could juggle clubs that well at that point. Yeah. If I could, it wasn't very well. Yeah. So like, and I'm just doing kendama tricks with the clubs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny how you can like, just take that skill set and transfer it to a completely other thing. It's like you were talking about like yo-yoers playing dama and being more in tune with the string or yeah. jugglers playing dama and being like more in tune with the two objects and just juggle tricks and stuff like that. Yeah. In the same way, kendama skills like translate to other things as well. Yeah. Just talk about like going off of that point, we I feel like we need to give a special shout out to Guy Wright because oh yes, he's like the first pill pro, an amazing juggler. If you've ever seen his juggling videos, a mm -hmm. insane yo-yo player and canal yeah. player, someone who's taken every single fine motor skill and just transferred it. Yes, somehow. yeah, yes. I don't know what he's doing anymore, but I don't know. Lisa, I don't know either. I'll need to check them out because I'm yeah. still too new to know. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, he was a little you know, earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first, uh, pill pro. If you didn't yes, know, he was. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. And that's how I learned about him. Cause yeah, he had um, amazing pill tricks, but like you said, Haley, yeah. You, someone looks into him more and you see that. Yeah. He's a yo-yo guy. I didn't know he did <laughs> juggling too. Ron, you should know the most. He's a part of your team. 
I was going to say, man, yeah, he was one of the only dudes on the terror team I've never met. I never met oh, Guy wow. Wright. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know. Great. I don't know much about him except for that, that I was, what I thought you were going to say when you were going to say he is an amazing, I thought you were going to say mustache. Mustache, yeah. <laughs> he has that on point too. His pro mod design on his pill. His, his, yeah. His mustache. Very iconic. Yeah. But very good. Guy Wright um, juggling videos, Lisa there. Yeah, yeah. Link me. He kills it. <laughs> yeah, he also had a pro bottle of yo-yo, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, he did, because Smith got one off of a guy in a trade run, so I remember. That's the only way I knew about it. Huh. But yeah. Besides man. the point. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. The man, the man has taken over. Well, he has taken over, and then he left, I guess. Yeah, I don't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. mine. I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> right. That's what I love about these um, podcasts, because... Being a new player in the scene, I I can learn so much just from one episode. Like every time I learn something mm. about like something that happened years ago or like part mm. of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really awesome. Yeah. What was it? Uh, when we talked with uh, Albert, Jock, like hearing mm. about his background flaring with, you know, as being as a bartender Dude, yeah. and then seeing like, oh, okay, kind of like that was his cheat in a way to, to learn all like the arm balances that he does and how he can lock like stilt arm balance. Like, dude, like, yeah. How? <laughs> stilt. You got to do it with a bottle for a couple of years. Yeah. First, I yeah. Guess. Yeah. So amazing. So amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Lisa, let's track back. I know you juggle knives. You mm-hmm. juggle. Uh, uh, there was another picture. Crocodile Dundee knives. Where, where there was, there was like a huge, like fireball. In the picture, looked like you were being engulfed in it. I didn't see any type of juggling material, <laughs> just a big flame. I was like, "Do you fire breathing too? Do you know?" What I think that it was? was the fire spinning, not breathing. Spinning, <laughs> yeah. What's so that? like a fire star, like just like one. Oh, big okay, okay. Stick that you spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used to do a little bit of that when I first got into like the community. I went to like every meetup, oh, cool. and we had fire meetups. So it's called Fire Nights. And I'm actually part of that community right now. And um, we run jams every week. And I've, I, since last year, I started running weekly Kendama jams. And we run it with the Fire Night uh, jam. So oh, that nice. way we'll have our little Kendama crew. But anyone who is at Fire Nights, if they become interested in Kendama, we can teach. And um, because it's all like object manipulation, very totally. similar skills. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to get people to start out. So through that, I have like been able to grow the community a little bit, which has been like a great way to get the New Zealand scene. Yeah. yeah I mean, another, That's awesome. another great way is how um, the number of your COVID patients is ridiculously low. That you in like Australia, yeah, like cool. having like events still, like there's like music festivals. I remember <laughs> one post like last year that you posted about uh, you how you did a, a concert or something, and like there was yeah, like a yeah. disclaimer, it was a like rave. <laughs> it was it's okay, like we're in our country, we're allowed to gather. Yeah, I wanted to mention that because I didn't want to seem like I was being irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dude, so going back to the fire jam thing you're talking about and Kendama players hanging out before the fire jam. I've wanted to do this for years. Tell me you've done it. Have you ever lit your Dama on fire? 
we <laughs> this conversation comes up a lot. It has to, yeah. We're still figuring out how to make it work. Because um, you can't have the string. Well, the string would. I have ideas. Yeah, you know ideas. We gotta I get do. scheming, man. <laughs> yeah, let's like I'll be in touch. You do. Yeah. I'm down to help. I'm down to help you out making one. So, <laughs> I mean, if you don't need the hole, you could definitely just use a tennis ball. It wouldn't work because it'd be very bouncy. We were just talking about how you gotta spike it. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, dude, it's on fire. Tracking will <laughs> All be the hard. more reason to spike that shit. <laughs> what else? You could use. I like, want to put like a little pocket of gasoline in the hole, so when you spike it, it's like an extra explosion of fire. <laughs> My friend has actually mentioned that before. Same yes. idea. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Great minds think alike. Some explosion. <laughs> I, I I remember um, when was it? Like uh, early on. It was Akimoto's birthday, like in the Sioux lab, like 20, circa 2014 or something. And we all had like a bunch of crackers that we popped off, like party crackers. And yeah. he, he, one of us, I don't know, we took all the, all the ribbon, all the streams from it and like put it in a Dama. And we started playing it like that. And it, one, it looked super awesome, but two, it acted like a, like a, like the tail for a kite. So it made like, uh. mo- like spacewalks, like super smooth. Ah. So, okay like how about if you do that but light the tail on fire oh and then you, you could just use a normal kendama so it's like those like ribbon things where they yeah. do like the dances in the olympics kind of thing but you put it on your tama <laughs> yeah and you light it on fire exactly i like it yeah <laughs> sign me up that's you on the workshop tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, I don't have hair anymore, so like I'm I'm free to play with fire and not worry about it, right? That's how that works. <laughs> we could yeah. we could probably use one of your old dreads as <laughs> we could. I would not want to smell that burning. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. we might get really high. Oh, gross! The weed would be the least of your worries, but oh, oh man, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! But so Lisa, so so what is the most like when you're when you're juggling? Do you want to always like create a new type of um or or incorporate a new flow of a jump? Like a I don't know what they're called a routine, a trick. A, are they? Is it a trick? Like what? Like cascade? Yeah. What is that? A, is that a trick? That's a trick. Pattern. That's the word I'm looking. That's for. That's what it would be. I guess pattern. yeah. Patterns. So are you looking to incorporate new patterns? To like level up or are you the person that wants to be like, uh, I'm going to start juggling like chainsaws and now they're going to be chainsaws and on fire. Now they're going to be chainsaws <laughs> like on one hand and then I'm going to have a kitten on the other hand and like a bowling ball on the other hand. Like the, you go for <laughs> the, <laughs> the thrill so seeker. When I'm, when I'm training, I usually like to just push my limits. So that's when the technical side come in and like the high numbers. So trying to push how many I can do or how long I can run a pattern. So like juggling five balls, how long can I keep going? And just like pushing the endurance. Um, So that's more like the technical side. And I do like trying to create new tricks, um, but that does take longer. So um, it's kind of like a bit of both of that. And then when my performing side comes in, it's about polishing a routine and timing it to music. And that I do like creating short routines to music. It's kind of like like dance. Like I can't dance, mm. but similar 
um, timing it to music and like, what can I do at this point? And just polishing everything up. That's mm-hmm. what I quite enjoy. Nice. You make the balls dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said Dama and juggling are very different, but do you feel like juggling is a lot easier to be consistent with compared to Kendama? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so juggling, um, once you learn a trick, you could go for like months without doing it and then you could pick it up and do it. Mm-hmm. With Kendama, it's so hard to get consistent, I've noticed. And um, yes, yeah, so when I was in the States hanging out with uh, Steph, there was this, I was performing in a show in um, Hollywood and the day of the performance, I didn't really practice at all. It Maybe like an hour before showtime, I started warming up a bit. But the whole day, Steph was just like, are you not going to warm up? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you actually performing tonight? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, I do this routine all the time. Like, I'll just warm up a little bit before. And she couldn't really understand it. Because when it's Dharma, it's just like, you got to be consistent every single day. So I, I think that's like the difference. Um, you can pick up a trick with Dharma quicker, but it takes longer to have it solid. Right. But with juggling, it takes longer to learn a new trick. But once you learn it, it's just there forever. Just muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could understand that because it seems like you're just, your body is the tool that you're using to manipulate the juggling where Kendama is, you're holding the thing you're manipulating that is in contact with a different thing you're manipulating, but now is even further from you. Mm-hmm. Thus makes it more difficult. That's yeah. why those Itami girls are just phew, ridiculous. <laughs> you feel like with juggling too and kendama, like the string was any sort of hindrance to you? Because I feel like that is my hardest thing with juggling is just string control and getting that consistent. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. That was the hardest part. Yeah. When I first, so we talked about like me knowing kendama my whole life. But it wasn't till like around 2016, like end of 2016, it was at a juggling convention that I discovered the new way of playing Kendama, which was like more than just cups and spikes. So my friend showed me that you can juggle it and that was like the hook. And so that juggling a Dharma was one of my first tricks that I learned. And so the string, like being restricted was like, the toughest challenge for me so stringless fine i could do like mm-hmm. so many juggles but that string just made it so difficult so that was something that took a little while for me to get used to do you play mm. a really long string when i'm doing crazy juggles yes um yeah. <laughs> but i try not to have it too long because <laughs> if it's too long then that feeling of cheating comes in again mm. and Mm. It's just like there's no restriction or that's fair is is there a trick in kendama that you're afraid of like uh exa- afraid? <laughs> like like you're like i don't even the want skull to- plane i mean the skull plane is <laughs> one that we all should be afraid of but like uh like spacewalks moonwalks uh i don't see you throwing your kendama in in that style it's usual juggle yeah. kind of throw or like, or simple things like old school JKA starting with a hanging, like you're holding the string and the two dominoes, everything's just hanging. And then you start from I that. actually love those. 
but I never post them. Like I'll throw them in like games of can and stuff. Mm. Spacewalks, I occasionally practice, but of course it's not consistent. But lately I have been trying to get back into it. I think yeah. because I mentioned I do lots of juggle tricks, a lot of my strings are long. Mm. So that's why like I don't throw spacewalks that often. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But when you say like a trick that I'm scared of, one did pop up um, a late goon. Oh, oh, those are scary. Yeah, those are scary. <laughs> I haven't even like goon, attempted. Yeah. yeah, it just attacks your face. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> For me, like any any kind of like goon is just just going to destroy your hand. Up. Yeah, if it hits you the wrong way, I can only imagine how many yeah, yeah. fractures knuckles busted <laughs> that Wyatt has when he like goes for his, like, what does he got? Like five down. <laughs> I think he did six ones. Oh my God. I'm not mistaken. Like, can I can't imagine wrong, but... that. Like I just get clocked with it, like on a single rotation. Yeah. And like that guy plays a pretty long string too. So that thing is fucking whipping. Yeah. Yeah. I have not branched into learning goons. I'm way too afraid. <laughs> I, I got into like the ones and twos. Like I'm, I don't do triple anything really, but <laughs> the, they they like they they do hurt a lot when you don't hit it right. But the more you do it, the more you do find like a sweet spot that doesn't hurt. And the more you like get consistent with that, the less it hurts. That being right. said, every once in a while you do still mess up and it fucking hurts. Yeah, like, but that's bounces. Like if I'm grinding an arm bounce trick, I'll have a bruise. Like yeah. I've actually got a bruise oh, yeah. right now. It's insane. <laughs> that <laughs> double arm bounce trick that I did recently. Yes. I'm still bruised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yep. been like a week. That's the that's ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'll definitely oh, get damn. you. I don't know if I want to show it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was oh, that man. bad? Because yeah, there's definitely like a sweet spot. Oh, it's gross. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Damn. <laughs> Leo, I have a question for you, Lisa. Uh, yes. you, you're talking about uh, juggling festivals and stuff. It made me think, have you ever been to EJC? No, that is a dream. I've been wanting to. Um, I almost did like a few years ago. No, like two years ago. But no, I decided to go to IJ instead. And then I was hoping I'll go last year. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, but alas. <laughs> One yeah. day it'll happen. Well, one thing I thought about with EJC, which uh, for those of you who don't know, is the European Juggling Convention. It, I believe, is the biggest juggling convention in the world that happens every year. Yeah, I got to go in 2014, actually, before I ever juggled. I didn't know how to juggle. I didn't learn how to juggle there. I was there just playing kendama and partying. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> about, awesome. I watched all sorts of crazy shit, but I didn't like try any. I was, I don't know why it's very strange of me to not really get into like, new <laughs> things, but that's what happened. Anyway, the party percent um, was just too high. It was entirely <laughs> too high. Yes. Um, but what one thing that makes me think of it is at the EJC every year for the longest time, um, when the void was still running it, he, we would do the EKO, which was the European Kendama Open at the EJC. All these acronyms, you know, very easy to understand. Um, yeah. But so we had the that was why I went to the EJC originally. And um, there is this Kendama player who. Uh, many of you have probably seen him. He's an old JKA player. He was, pr he's probably at his time, like the best Kendama player in the world. And he used to come from Japan 
and win the EKO every year for like four or five years in a row. Damn. And his, his name is uh, Tomoya Mukai. Yeah. Mukai-san. And if you've seen him, he's always wearing a red jersey that says Wakayama on the back, yeah, which is yeah. where he's from. And he's got like the red undershirt. Yeah. And the red, like he looks like a fucking, yeah, he looks like, like a baseball player. Yeah, he's got yeah. like, he's got a red towel that he keeps on stage with him. And he has all these weird little like warm up movements where he's like, like blowing on his fingers. And then he does like this eye thing where he like opens and closes his eyes really hard. He's but in the motherfucker zone. doesn't miss though. Yeah. He's a machine. Yeah. But, but that guy, I remember when the year that I went, I learned that this is a thing that he does. So he find, he brings a different piece of fruit. The year I went was with pineapple and he fucking, we just get drunk and we're fucking partying. He won the fucking shit, throws the pineapple way up in the air and fucking spikes the shit out of it. <laughs> With, with like a jumbo can. He might have done like a trick with it and shit because he also does performances and stuff with yeah. like juggling and kendama and whatnot. And uh, I mean, yeah, just a funny memory that just came back with all that. There's <laughs> many pictures. If you guys have ever seen Tip Wet Magazine, this is a good throwback for the real nerds. There's yeah. a shot of him in there. I believe he has a big fucking thing on his head. You wouldn't know it's him, but he's in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to look for him. Yeah, he was. Uh, he still posts videos every once in a while. Actually, he is still really good. Yeah, definitely. It's but, a consistent yeah, real he kills real at. competition player. Right, right, right. But actually performing too. Like he was one of the better kendama performers I've ever seen. Honestly, yeah. So you know, like the the classic Japanese style where they have the headset and they're talking to the crowd and they have like the the fancy Japanese getup with like I don't know what you call it, but like anyway, like, it's yeah, it's, like a happy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's just like the stage wear that they all have, and just like they're up on the ladder doing a long string pull up spike, you yeah. know, and like the the juggle thing and whatnot. And he always had some crazy shit. Like I remember he was the first person I ever saw juggle two Kens and a and a Tama, and he was doing like every throw was an airplane, like won't won't airplane, won't won't airplane. Whoa! Won't. And I remember seeing that and being like, "What in the fuck? You can't do that. Yeah, that's too many airplanes. <laughs> you know, just fucking <laughs> runways getting crowded." Yeah, but then I learned how to do it years later, so now I'm fucking hyped on it. But yeah, shout out to Moya Mukai. Yeah, he he <laughs> definitely yeah he still has an Instagram and he posts every once in a while. Uh, that was like very very um, performance like, and I, which I feel is close to your style, Lisa. When well, at least your style, you're juggling right because it's always performance. You're showing everyone how you well you can juggle. Now you've been doing it for such a long time and there's a lot of different people that I'm sure you've met. Can you, do you have a story for us, for the nerds about that one time when you were juggling and someone was just in the back being like, like said something weird and you dropped your focus and you're like, God damn that person. Or, or someone came like to you after the show <laughs> and gave go. you like an extra, like hundred bucks because they're just like, wow, you just were amazing. And you're just like, well, this person's crazy. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a heckle or even if there were something like a heckle, it wouldn't really bother me. Um, what about during a Renegade show? See, I don't perform <laughs> in Renegade that much. <laughs> what? Occasionally, <laughs> I'll do like a small quick trick or like, it's more like a party trick instead of like a routine. Yeah, um, that's fair. But nothing crazy. Um, mm. I can't think of anything. Honestly. Nothing? <laughs> We've had I a mean, clean slate. 
Like if you have no heckling, that means you're good. <laughs> or like, everyone in New Zealand is just nice. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she was performing in America too, but no, okay, now. okay, true. <laughs> but on the streets, oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure if like you were to just take it on the streets for everyone and anyone. Mm. Yeah, busking. Uh, do you ever do busking? No, I've never really gotten into busking. Um, I have a brother who is a full-time busker though. Um, so he does like proper like street shows. So like 45 minutes he makes nice. beginning till the end. He has a finale and like engages with the audience. And that's that's like really hard to do. And yeah. I've I've always been shy, so that hasn't really been something that I've gotten into. You know, talking to strangers on the street, having to make them stop to watch a show. That's mm. like hard work. Yeah. Um, so I've done like performing on the street as in like, like a roving entertainer. So like I get hired to entertain people at an event, like walking around. So I've done that before, but there was one, there's okay. There was one. Here it is. Uh, instance <laughs> where I was juggling knives and, um, I was performing for like this little market event and I was told to just walk around juggling knives. So it was a simple thing. Yeah. Being careful. Well, no, every course. Sunday I do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you've got to be careful and aware of your surroundings when you're juggling knives. So I was in like a nice spaced out place just on the street and I was minding my own business, juggling knives and this person just casually walks right. walks into my pattern, Ooh. like literally walks walks into my pattern. And so I was like, "What is this person doing?" And and like straight away tried to protect them, pulled away. But one of the knives dropped, and I dropped towards their foot. Like, Ooh. but it was fine. Like it wasn't near their foot, but it was close. And he stopped, looked at the knife and like stared at me and was like, what are you doing? And Whoa. I'm like, um, I was just juggling knives, but he looked really mad that I dropped a knife in front of him when he walked into the pattern. Yeah. Insane. Uh, so funny. Yeah. I don't, I don't question your skill because you're obviously very good at juggling, but like Picturing you, this like cute little petite, like sweet girl, <laughs> juggling knives. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm all minding my business. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how sharp are these knives we're talking about? Mm. I've 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 juggled like some juggle knives that are pretty like not sharp. Mm. They just look like knives, yeah. right? Is it one of those things, or is it? Yeah, so those are the ones that I use. So they're not really sharp, like you could cut vegetables. Um, but mm. if you do drop them like to from yeah, the point, pointy, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. it will stab your foot. That yeah. has oh, happened yeah. to me before. But oh, damn. like this way, it won't do anything. But this way, yes. Did but it like, when stick it's, into your foot? Like a cartoon? Just, just like, 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 it wasn't stuck. Like Ace Ventura. And then the other one sticks into your other leg. Ah, ah. Sorry, I don't I think I'll still be juggling if that happened to me. <laughs> and I just like cut my foot. But um, there are people who do sharpen the knives. So before they juggle, they do cut a vegetable mm. to show how mm. sharp it is. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I don't want to risk it. So I that's fair. Juggle safely. 
And so at that point, you might as well get the chainsaws out. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess you got to pay for all that gasoline. You know, those oh, things yeah. are just ripping in the yeah, air. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is there a point where you would like draw the line, Lisa, with uh, your juggling equipment? Like, like safety knives? Wise? Yeah, safety wise. The knives it. Oh, I can juggle fire as well, but knives and fire is pretty safe if you know what you're doing. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, if you catch it, if you catch it on the wrong end, it's with fire. If you let go, it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So, those stuff, like those types of juggling, I'll do it, but only for like certain gigs. I wouldn't just like casually do it all the time. Um, but mm. those are usually like the crowd pleaser. Or like corporate gigs, where yeah, it's like worth doing. So do you do you like you're talking about like the fire clubs? Yeah, mm-hmm. fire torches. Yeah, so okay. it's got but, like a wick at the at the end, mm-hmm. and you dip it in fuel and just light them up. Fun fact: my first set of clubs was a set of those. Actually, a really? friend gave them to me. Yeah, and he he just like hadn't juggled, and I was getting into juggling. So you can you can have them. I'm like, well, I don't fucking want these. I'm just learning. Damn it. I'm gonna, <laughs> No, <laughs> so I I ended up trading them to my friend Yuki, and he gave me a set of clubs. Actually, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I I have a pair of uh, I have two, just a pair of wooden clubs, and I got them. Like yeah, really I didn't, old. I didn't, I didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah, really old. I didn't think about that. It was just two until I got them. And it was like a week later. Is it possibly and I outside, like a I was club like, Wait a swinging second. set? I'm like, how do I? Juggle two clubs. <laughs> Let me grab them. It's it's just so I got it. There was like a uh, a used goods place in Japan. And it was, I've seen and them it was going out of business and like an op shop. And so like they were selling them like five hundred yen. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, those oh, the ones nice. you would see in like a, a black and white. Like yeah, two pounds standard. Two pounds. I think it was made in the U.S. Yeah, Providence, Rhode Island. Wow. How intense awesome. is that? But so only have two heavy. of these. Nice. It, yeah, two pounds. Definitely mm-hmm. like a nice little club that you want to like. A, like a bonker. Right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Like gangs in New York style type weapon oh, right here. But is there. You is there bring a, that on a fishing boat for when your fish gets on the boat. You bonk them with that thing. Yeah. So I doubt there. there's no <laughs> way, right? I cannot juggle two clubs. So one hand. One hand. Now you got to take it a level up. See, I wanted to use both hands. It'll, it'll up your kendama juggling game. Yeah. No, that's true. I just got to take it outside. I usually play dama inside. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Lisa, when we had our, when you came over to Kawagoi and you visited the Sioux Lab with Steph and we did a, um, we did a crazy can game. I was mm-hmm. so wanting to use this. But really? <laughs> I, I had no idea. Like every time I tried to like attach a string to it, like it wasn't working. And then when I would just try to like have just a single Tama and this, it was so ridiculously hard. <laughs> like <laughs> I just didn't even, I'm like, no, no, impossible. Yeah. Oh man. But You're going to bust a, a club out on the juggler, eh? I, I had to, but it was whatever. Yeah. I just brought some Ote Damas and, and of yeah. course oh, yeah. that was fun. You won, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you really blew me away because I didn't know how much of a professional you were until I met you and I saw you juggle seven and like jaw dropped. I was just like, oh, <laughs> like that's next level seven. 
It was just like, yeah. have you seen that, guys? I guess, you know, seeing it, and I think in person, seeing you do that, it's like seeing like a machine gun go off. Like, it's intense. Intense. Yeah, man. Man, you were talking earlier about how when you train, you push yourself and whatnot. So what's the most number of balls that you've ever juggled, Lisa? It's actually seven. Because I'm... I can be a little bit of a perfectionist sometimes. I really want to get seven solid before I move Mm. on because I feel like if I just move on to eight, seven might not become perfected and then Mm. it'll just slow my progress down with everything. It's an interesting way to look at it. Maybe Mm. I need to practice my four ball more before I practice my (laughs) five. (laughs) And also seven is like a good number to perform. So that's why I want to perfect that. Mm. Like eight would be fun to get down, but I wouldn't perform it. Um, it would just be for my own. I feel like it would progress. be so much harder because you're doing four in each hand yeah. rather than yeah, crossing. Yeah, right? I really don't like even numbers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so fucked up. Yeah. I can't even fathom. Yeah, no. Like how even fast six you have to move. is like, six is crazy. Eight is just yeah. fucked up. Three is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah oh, definitely man. once you get used to it though because that's how i was Haley. like for the longest time thinking like three is mm-hmm. impossible like my brain just doesn't commute with like uh, compute that what, what my what my <laughs> hands have to do and how they have to cross over i would always just throw them and they would just go that way yeah. until it just yeah. clicked one time i forgot i was like playing with my kids toys like they had like small balls and i was just like wait a second wait a second and it just <laughs> and it happened i don't know why yeah, I mean, that, that, that happens. Minimal amount of time juggling. I could do three, like that just standard pattern. I don't really know what it's called, but cascade. For maybe like 30 mm. seconds. That's the cascade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know nothing else past that. So I have so much respect for jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's impressive yeah. though. Yeah. And recently there's that, uh, what's his name? That dude who's, who just received a Kendama, big, another gnarly uh, mustache. Oh, yeah, acrobat. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He does a lot yeah, of different things. A lot of his like stuff isn't juggling at all. Yeah, it's like throwing a dart way up in the air, doing some crazy shit, and putting a stick between his legs and letting catching it on I that can, or something like, like that. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about risky props. Holy, yeah. Lots <laughs> of sharp objects. So ridiculous. I don't understand how he's not injured all, or he probably is, or he's just got callus everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> but shit. <laughs> Uh, I love like one of his Kendama, one of his first Kendama posts was something along the lines of like, thanks. Lucas actually sent that to him, Lucas Adverse. And he was like, thanks, Lucas Adverse for the Kendama, something, something. It's like, I didn't realize what I was doing this whole time was playing Kendama without a Kendama. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Spiking it at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does some of the spike stuff where he'd like one of them was like it was a mechanical pencil and an olive, juggle the two yeah, of them and yeah. then spike the olive on yeah, the pencil. Exactly. Yeah. Kendama <laughs> without like the that. Kendama. Yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen him, you're you're missing out. Go check him yep. out on Instagram for sure. Yep. Speaking about men with good mustaches. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is gnarly. He's grown up super thick. Oh yeah. All right, everyone. Well, uh, thanks everyone for hanging out with us for such a long time. Episode four, eight. Now I want to bring in, we've had a good chat, uh, Lisa. We're going to bring in our questions from 
everyone supporting on Patreon. If you're up on that five tier and up, you have the chance to uh, ask a question to all of our guests and I will read them off. And so we got a few for you, Lisa. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the mindset. No heckler's Wait, gonna mess you up. It's not a quick fire up. one, is it? No. Do you want a quick fire? I actually. Oh, I forgot. Uh, no. I, I wanted to do one of those. <laughs> I'm really bad at those. The slow fire. <laughs> all right. Just all imagine right. every question is another juggling ball. It'll be quick. <laughs> yeah. <as> flying. <laughs> instant, instant, instant. <laughs> exactly. So the first one comes from Nick Doddenhoff. He asks, "Are there any plans for a New Zealand Open?" Mm. I've been. That is the goal. So this year I spent some time running small events around New Zealand. So I feel like we're slowly growing, which is awesome. Like two years ago when I first started, it was just me and like one other guy. And now we have like a handful of people who come to jams. And we've also been discovering lots of Kanama players within like the rest of New Zealand as well. So I did a little tour of events um, to try and grow the community a little more and introduce Kendama to more people. And after maybe a few more years of that, hopefully the, there's enough players to hopefully run an event um, where we can compete. Um, I'm not sure what kind of style we'll do, but yeah, once we get past the growing stage, it'll be more like, competing or you know like a more bigger scale event mm. now with the current meetups that you do weekly do you have like do you do mini games every week as well or do you have like mini like ladder runs or kind of open style just fun we, within the group we play uh king games uh one-on-one or but mainly uh to get everyone involved we play games of follow or add-ons it's always a great way or occasionally mm. just candlestick battles. Oh yeah. 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 And the unicorns. Which anyone can get involved. Yeah. 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 yeah going oh, off yeah. that too. How is the female scene in New Zealand? Are there quite a few players? Uh, there's a handful in Auckland, which is where I am, um, which is great. Um, I've been getting into a little bit of the skating scene as well. Um, I have a friend who runs uh, uh, skating meetups in Auckland. And she's really into Kendama now. So through her, I've been able to meet more girls who wants to play Dharma, which has been awesome. Um, but yeah, slowly going. Yeah. The reason I asked too is because when we first started the All Girls Kendama Open Tour, we did um, US, Tokyo, and Taiwan. And it would be so awesome to do US, Tokyo, Taiwan, New Zealand. That would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Back open again. But yeah, keep pushing it. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Hell yeah. Well, technically, you, New Zealand's so cool, you probably could go and do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> would be the only one of 2021. Right. We'd go to New Zealand. Yeah, but definitely yeah. with uh, with the Sioux Lab, like me and uh, Sue and, and the gang of like smaller and always increasing gang, uh, we would have monthly events where it's like every Tuesday was our meetups, but there would be only be, I think it was like the last Sunday of every month. We would just throw like mini competitions 
where we had like ladder tricks and a full like everyone can game, but everyone's involved. So it was a massive circle and it to a point got too big where we're like, we can't do this anymore. One thing that was interesting that I learned was that for like uh, a speed ladders, before we used to try to make like beginner, intermediate, advanced, and it was always so tough to think of, well, what actually is intermediate? When do you go to advanced? Because there's some people who are like really good at juggling, but they can't stall. So <laughs> it can be tricky. And for, I reached out to Rice and I was like, hey, I know you guys been doing Ken Garden like for the longest time doing uh, uh, competitions there. I was like, you got any advice? Everyone out there who's listening, all the nerds who want to do this, do it. He's like, the most fun we ever had at a comp was when we got rid of intermediate, advanced, beginner styles, and we had everyone just do beginner bracket, like simple tricks. So it was all about consistency and speed at that point, which no matter what your level was very fun, like everyone just had a blast. And then, so we started doing that with Sue Lab and it was, yeah, success. Hell yeah. So try that out. Speed trick B contest. Yeah. Like that's what mm. it's already set. Just so you can do it the fastest. Yeah. <laughs> Another way to go about it too, at least what I've tried to do with the all girls contest, because it is so hard to pick tricks for the categories. Right. But picking like one trick from each style. So like do a stall trick, do, you know, a lighthouse trick, do a spacewalk trick. So you, at least you like touch every single category, but it is hard. It is hard to like, really break it down because it's such a vague subjective thing, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm. All, right, all right. Well, it's just extra information right there. Moving on to the next question hey. from Adam <laughs> over in Canada, Adam McNeil. He asks, if you were to write your autobiography, what would you title it? And then <laughs> if you were to choose someone to write your biography, who would you choose? <laughs> oh gosh. That's a great question. This is a hard question. It's That's gonna have one. like juggling in it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> First thing that pops up into my mind is just juggling life. Because I, I used to have a, a vlog channel called Juggling Life. Let's say my juggling life, but also literally juggling life. I don't know. That oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Um I don't know who would write it. <laughs> I mean, isn't it supposed to be me who writes it? No. It's an autobiography. Right, right. But if it was just a biography, who would you choose? Oh. Who knows you oh. best? Who knows you best, yeah. Who would you trust? <laughs> or, do you, or do you hire like Stephen King? Do you make it all spooky? Ooh, or spooky. something? Oh, that's hard. I don't know. Your brother just so you said your brother is a, a busker. Is he that he works in juggling? Yeah, he juggles. Okay, okay. Maybe he could write it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know can about his writing skills, but he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like the Cliff Notes version. It's like, no, that that's that's the full version. Oh man. All right, all right. Nice. Uh moving on to our last one from Latchlin Johnson, what is your favorite Kendama game to play at a meetup? Uh, is it usually just a game of Ken? I do like games of Ken, but lately I'm really into add-ons. That's really fun. Um, mm. Especially because 
all levels can join. I like that. Um, that has yeah. been like the best way to get everyone involved. And they can even like beginners. Really, I've I've had some bad ones where someone would just like not think about that. There's like two kids in the line, and they just throw like a juggle spike in there. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, damn, like, now what do we do? Do we either stop it and be like, okay, what you did was wrong, or do we let it continue and just try to cheer on the little kids as they struggle so much with this trick? <laughs> oh, I recently learned the delete option. Um, Josh taught hey, me. Apple so C, Josh yeah. was streaming uh, recently, and I joined in on the Zoom call on stream playing Polo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was talking about the delete option, and I'm like, what? What is that? Yeah. And so I don't know that existed. We could do that. If someone throws a triple lunar flipping. Right, right, right. Go. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. All I know is like the big cane that comes on stage and like yanks the person off by their neck. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no. <laughs> How does it work? Like does every player get one delete per game or is there? Yeah, one delete. Mm. I like that. Yeah. That is good. Is it just for it's themselves cool. or like for the line? As uh, like if the, whoever it did was that. It was a whole line. It, it would oh, be wow. for the line, for the line yeah. itself. Yeah. So. It's gone completely. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, Lisa, you're talking about playing follow. Um, have you ever played one up? What is one up? One up is like kind of a lot like follow, but instead of going like one after the other, you kind of, <laughs> you all like, imagine there's like all four of us were in a round right now. Um, if the eyes, if I start, I go big cup, we all have to do big cup. And then, Haley goes next and she goes like down spike. We all go down spike. But if I miss down spike, then I'm out for that round. And you go to the last person standing, that person gets one point. Yeah. And then, and then after that you start over again and then it's a race to like three points, five points or just play indefinitely, whatever. Same kind okay. of thing, but it's like a little bit more of a shorter almost like, feels like. It, I find it help. It makes people pay attention because you all have to do the trick together and you have to hold it mm. kind of thing. So like, if it's, if you're playing with like Tama grip tricks, like if you get like a lunar, like you have to hold it while the next person does their trick. And then even if that person like say it's my go and I'm, we're in a lunar and I say, well, I'm going to pop it to stilt. If I hop it up and I miss the stilt, even though I didn't set it, I set it by saying it. So all of you have to do it. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, I try it out next time. It's a fun one. It's it's been one of my favorites for. I haven't played it in a while. Actually, there hasn't been a whole lot of Dolly meetups. Exactly, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> We're starting to get our Tuesday jams back here and there, but oh yeah, yeah, only outside in the park. Nice. We. We're, we're allowed to have gatherings of up to ten people outside. They say. Oh man. Okay. At this point. Yeah. So. So Terra Shop so, circa two thousand eleven. <laughs> oh, ten people. Yeah, yeah. You, you mean Alex's parents' garage? Yeah, yeah. In, Ed, in Edmonton. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I think there was probably more people there back then. Actually, the old Kendama Edmonton days. <clears throat> there was another one that you mentioned. I remember in like an episode a while ago, and actually, someone it? Rod, someone uh, on IG asked us, like, "Hey, you mentioned this kind of game." It was when we were talking with Josh. Was it Agni Kai? That's what it was. I knew that was, it. <laughs> what's that? I forget. It's like, so one up is basically like a mixture of Agni Kai and follow. Who is so Agni, Agni Kai? Kai? I, what I know of Agni Kai is the, there's like that, like cartoon anime, whatever you want to call it. Avatar, the last airbender. And in that there's like the firebenders who are all serious and shit. And they have like a, 
a tradition that's called Agni Kai that like you like challenge someone to an Agni Kai and it's like a fight to the death basically with with fire because they're firebenders. Okay, okay. So then how but, do you uh, spread yeah. it so it doesn't just follow? So we were talking about lighting our kendamas on fire, right? Yeah, so this, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, I don't I haven't played this one in a really long time. It's something along the lines of like you do a trick and instead of like follow style where it's like one trick, it's like you do like a combo, like whatever, like if you want to do like pull up lighthouse, flip lighthouse, down spike, like that's your trick. Oh. And then everybody has to match it. And if you don't match it, then you're out for the round. And then the other people continue till you get a point. Whoa, whoa. It's kind of more like a game of Ken mixed yeah, with yeah, yeah. follow kind of okay. thing rather than follow. Wow. The point is to still do like simple tricks where people can be consistent. I feel like that all depends who you're playing with, mm. you know, like if you're playing with your homies who are like kind of at the same level, you can go ham for sure. Right. But if you're like showing someone, you know, a game and they, you know, are struggling, you're just kind of like, I did triple lunar flip, motherfucker, do it. Let's see it. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's where the delete button comes in. Right. <laughs> exactly oh, that's what it was but yeah there's there's a yeah. lot yeah there's a lot of different games that are out yeah. there there's always the good old-fashioned freestyle circle we were talking about that last episode oh yeah i, I fucking miss those those were the best yeah you just hop in do a quick trick hop out and right yada yada yeah it's so much fun yeah those are always the best just show off <laughs> oh the good the good times good times Totally just like a, a story that I thought of. Rod, you were there. MJ, I don't know if you were there. We saw it definitely before your time, but we were in Japan and I think it was either for Catch and Flow, like the first one, or World Cup, but we performed at a Hooters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it I was, was Catch there. and Flow. We were yeah. basically a Dama circle, but like a line. Yeah, so it was Catch and Flow. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Only Nobu would bring us there. Yeah. So okay. Nobu, I was like, like, Kusa Squad, Krom, maybe some people from Sweets and like some of the Terra people and like Tomotsu. I think it was just me. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dama Circles always remind me of that for some reason. It was just like, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, that was a funny, funny, funny night. Holy shit. Yeah. I remember rolling up and that we were going to meet up and we we're like, oh, we're meeting at Hooters. And I was like, what? We're in Hooters? Like, yeah, we're in Japan. Like, what, what do you mean? Yeah, okay. Why are we going to Hooters in Japan? Like, we couldn't go to like a fucking ramen restaurant or something. I can get Hooters back home. I don't need <laughs> I think I think that's like when it just opened up around that time in Japan. So like everyone, I remember like oh, all yeah. my other Westerner friends at the office like talking about it and spending so much way too much time there. Hilarious. <laughs> they did have one of those all you can drink for whatever for yes. an hour kind of deals. Yes. So that's makes it a popular spot. Yeah. Right, right. Loosens everybody up to start the circle. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't been there since. <laughs> I've been there since too. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the US. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, All right. Times. Everyone, well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Episode 4-8. Lisa, thank you so much. Hey. For thank you so much for having me. Taking your time, hanging out with us, talking a little about your past, yeah. some of the insight of uh, Ken Dama, your life, juggling, everything. It's been really great. Uh, of course, thank Haley, oh, yeah. thanks for being the third nerd again for this one. 
Thank yeah. you, Lisa. It's been so great. It was yeah, so yeah. fun to meet you the one time I met you. But hopefully, <laughs> really good work. Everybody loves your posts. It's always such a good vibe. It's just, you're fun to watch. So, oh, thank you so much. So, keep killing it. Yeah. Hells, yeah. Hell yeah. And then this, yes. you know, this, these episodes are always focused, uh, these set of episodes are focused, you know, trying to bring up the women even more to notice, to be proud of, to be, you know, put to the up, front lines, to the front lines to be like, Hey, uh, we're inclusive. We want everyone to be welcome. And for the most part, I believe it is, which is really good, but there are it's times always room it's for improvement. Exactly. So Lisa with you, being a uh, definitely a big inspiration for I think a lot of people the community being so heavily engaged with Instagram your clips being very popular and stuff I'm sure there's a lot of people who see you and like are like oh wow like she must be a sponsored player like you're at that level and of course you have the background of being a professional juggler and stuff is there any message I want to hear a message from you Lisa what can you give out to uh, the people about women in the scene? I think it's important to uh, support each other always um, and have fun. Uh, play for yourself. Uh, yeah, just enjoy Kendama and just try to always remember what got you at the Kendama and continue playing for that and really treasure the connections you make and, um, you know, it can be hard to be seen sometimes when you're a female player. Um, but try not to only look at how many likes you get or anything because people who appreciate it will appreciate it and will see you. And that's, that's all that matters and just keep having fun. Yeah. Straight, true yeah. words. Nice. Well said. Very, very much. So uh, now how about to all the guys? In the community, all the guys. Yeah, you know, you got you got a brother, a little brother, older brother, uh, older brother, older brother. Um, okay, so let's let's hear. So, like, hey, dudes, be always cooler. be welcoming. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> especially events. So, event. If if you see someone who's new, or if you see anyone who's you've never seen before, try and introduce yourself. You know, that might not seem like a lot, but it's really really helpful. Um, when I went to my first event, like AGKO, you know, it wasn't just girls. There were like pro players, you know, men who were pro players. And I, I wanted to say hi, but I was also kind of shy and I, I was still new. So I felt like, do I, am I allowed to go say hi? But there were a few people who came up to say hi to me. They knew who I was and that meant a lot, you know, so always be friendly and welcoming and support everyone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, Lisa. Good words. Hell yeah. Good way to end <laughs> episode words. four. Eight. Yep. There's no better way to end it. Um, I didn't get a chance to thank all y'all for coming in here and talking to this nerd here. I enjoyed every minute of it. I hope y'all did too. Yeah. Much love all around this little room right here. Oh yeah. Virtual studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And much love to all you nerds listening for the last hour, two hours, however long we've been going at yep, it. Yep. And uh, yeah, all of our Patreons. Thank you so much. You guys. Yeah. If you guys aren't a Patreon, feel free to hop on over there. Check us out. Yep. Get the get full video episodes. Of course, you know, asking, being able to ask 
our our guests' questions because I think that's important and nice to like be able to take part in this. But uh, but I'm sure like every we're all open. You can DM us, or maybe I shouldn't say that. Can you? <laughs> can I? You can let us know that's, a question you have. <laughs> I've been a Patreon for a bit and I do love seeing the video parts of the episodes. Um, I think it definitely, I don't know. I mean, there's something really great about just podcasts too, but it's so nice to see everyone's faces, especially since we haven't for so long, Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely go support the nerds. It's worth the $1, $5, whatever you guys want to donate. Mm. And what was it we were saying last episode? Skip the McChicken. That's what it was. Uh, yes. Don't buy one of the price. Drink at Starbucks. Spend five dollars and yeah. support your friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and skip the chicken for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, well, I guess on that note, the nerds are, are out. Out. <laugh